0: You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. And today, it's a tell-we-tale with your host, Katie.
1: And I'm Hannah. Yay! <laughs> Almost said welcome back.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, welcome back to
1: our listeners. Yeah, that welcome works. back, everyone. And Katie, welcome. Welcome specifically to my house. very nice to be here. Thank you. Um, So. So.
0: This is a fun little mini-sode that we're doing. Um, Because when this comes out, it'll be anniversary week! I figured it'd be a nice way to close out anniversary week and say thank you to everyone who's been with us for the last year, six months, four months, three weeks, two hours, whatever. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for listening. Uh, It's hugely important to us and it is we're we're so glad that we've had enough good support and feedback to
1: continue doing this for another year i know you know my dad told me the other day Hmm. i said something about us coming up on a year and he was like you know i'm kind of surprised that you are still finding things to talk about (laughs) he was like when you first started i thought yeah that'll be good for like a couple weeks and then surely you'll run out (laughs) of stuff to research Oh. So There is no shortage of spooky, creepy, eerie in the world. (laughs) No shortage of terror in this world. No. So, Um,
0: with that, you want to jump right in? Yes. Do you want to tell everyone what you're drinking, since we had a different intro? Oh, yeah, different intro. (laughs) And hopefully Jerk did not put the slurp in there. (laughs) Um, No, it's a Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. and so I'm keeping it light, just drinking a little seltzer. Non-alcoholic seltzer?
1: (laughs) Those exist. (laughs) I don't know. No, just a white cloth. Okay, cool. One you know. of my bosses had a seltzer at our last office meeting that, that was at like eight a.m. and we were um, giving her a hard time about like, is that a seltzer seltzer yeah. or is that a seltzer? <laughs> Is that a hard
0: or a soft seltzer? Yeah.
1: What what you drinking? What, what kind of meeting is this going to be? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: <clears throat> All right. So, got a question for you. Oh, yes. So, it's in the evening, mm-hmm. you're, you know, just chilling, watching the TV, reading a book, okay. whatever, yeah. and then from outside your front door, you hear this. Mm-hmm. No. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, not going to fall for that. Yep. So then, congratulations. You would have survived the rash of murders in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, between 2003-2004-ish. Oh my
1: gosh. There
0: was a serial killer on the loose who was playing recordings of babies crying outside the homes of women in an attempt to lure them out so that they could force their way in and murder them. I thought that was just like a... Except that never really happened. Oh. Oh gosh. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm bad at listening. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh yeah, no. It was just a merely a rumor that began circling the internet and got tied to Derek Todd Lee, the real life serial killer of Baton Rouge. Oh,
1: so there is an actual serial killer. Uh-huh. Okay. Alright.
0: And that's just the the crying baby recording is just an unsubstantiated rumor
1: Ooh. that
0: somehow got spread. And got associated with this one guy.
1: Huh. So I was um, really freaked out for a second there. Uh yeah. <laughs> and but and then that was that was what I was going for. <laughs> but then as soon as I was like, Oh, everything's fine, you were like but ac- there's an actual <laughs> But Actually. Goes. And I'm guessing you're gonna tell took me. Took you there. on a little roller coaster. There. A little bit, a little bit, my emotions are <laughs>
0: whew. So, Lee was actually active between 1992 and 2003, during which time he killed seven women. Oh, wow. He had also been arrested multiple times for stalking and being a peeping Tom, just kind of all over Mm -hmm. the area. Uh, Thankfully, this was in the days of DNA. Good. And the police had evidence from multiple crime scenes, uh, especially the 2002 murder of Geraldine DeSoto. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately... Mm -hmm. Thanks to a bad criminal profile, some erroneous eyewitness accounts, I'm assuming just people wanting their 15 minutes or just to kind of like get involved Mm -hmm. and assert themselves and feel important, whatever. Those people. Ugh. Police spent a lot of time looking in the wrong direction. In fact, Lee even came up as a potential suspect for, uh, you know, at one point, but uh, because of his history of stalking and sexual crimes, Mm -hmm. but he was quickly dismissed. Do you want to guess why?
1: Um, okay, let's see. Let's... I'll show you a picture of him. Oh. Oh.
0: Did you know that only about between 13 to 22% of all
1: serial killers are black? I did not know that. I've been blaming white people on, I mean, well, I mean, They are the most minority of serial killers. <laughs> yeah, is true. It's, it's... Largely, by and large, white males. So this was like a, a very ironic case of when being black uh, got you out of <laughs> trouble with the law, <laughs> where it was a like a little stereotyped dumb. in the like. Oh, you're
0: the, yeah. You this know. is this is like one of the very
1: few times that the stereotype stereotype works in your favor. Don't tell white people that because they're gonna start screaming reverse racism and uh, okay, let's well, not. We're not oh. show. <laughs> okay. Um, for yeah. the record, I just want to let every one of our listeners know that reverse racism is not a thing. We do not believe that, nor do we endorse it. Mm-mm. Okay.
0: Anyway, um, so yeah, it's only around 13 to 22%. It kind of varies to like on the statistic of if we're looking worldwide serial killers uh-huh. um, or if it's. United States-centric. If it's United Mm States-centric, then it's closer to, like, the 20 to maybe 30% are African-American.
1: I wonder, too, because I just heard this statistic on, um, I think it was on, and that's why we drink, about what makes a serial killer, and I think it's, I think they said, they looked it up on air, and it was, like, three or more murders where... Um, like, there's a certain amount of time in between mm-hmm. each one. So it can't be, like, three all at once because that's, like, a mass murder. Yeah, that's mass murder. And something about how it can't be, like... Three, you know, it can't be, like, a I think there's spree. also, I was about, yeah, I was about to say,
0: I think there's there's spree killers, too, yeah. that will, you know, it's not three all at once, but it's three, or, you know, it's one today, one tomorrow, and, you know, one the next day, or yeah. something like that. They're on a
1: killing spree, yeah. not necessarily a serial killer. But I don't think there had, to. I don't think any of the qualifications had to do with, like, having an M.O. or, like, following a pattern. Mm-hmm. Just, you have happened to kill more than three people in this certain amount of time. Yeah. So...
0: Uh, so, while Derek Todd Lee was no stranger to brushes with law, um, and his crimes were of a sexual nature, he was still an African-American man and did not fit the profile of a serial killer. Hmm.
1: You know what did fit? Some white guy?
0: No. Oh. His DNA. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, makes sense. <laughs> after police spent tons of time and money and energy chasing down the wrong leads, testing all these other white guys, mm-hmm. uh, a now-defunct genomics company was like, hey let us just run it and give you an Ancestry profile. I was going to ask, can you not, like, get some uh, mm. traits from DNA? Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they ran it through any kind of system that they might have had, and clearly he didn't... Right, he, they were just, there, like, there, was there was no the matches. for it. So they were just kind of like, okay, well, these white guys fit the profile mm-hmm. and, like, they're potential suspects, so we'll test their DNA. Gotcha. Um, and none of them
1: were a match, obviously. I love that the police didn't think to be, like... Hey, can science like get like, can this DNA profile, can we like find out genetically what he looks like? And instead, some company like Ancestry.com probably had to be like, hey, did you know? <laughs> actually, well, so like, yeah, this is the time of DNA, like, we can like really use it, mm-hmm.
0: but it's still earlier on, not like super early where it's very limited. Mm-hmm. It's that. I think the science was advancing faster than, like, law enforcement could really keep up with the latest and greatest options. Gotcha. Um, Also, there's some things that, you know, are available, Mm -hmm. but they're very expensive, and they might not be able to Um, do.
1: Because police departments, they're limited by budgets and stuff, just like all of us. Our funding, government funding is, like, all over the place.
0: Um, So... Yeah, they, they did a an little ancestry profile, and when the results came back, they learned their suspect was 85% African.
1: Oh, <laughs> so. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, on July 9th, 2002, Lee entered the home of Diane Alexander, who he beat and attempted to rape. Oh. However, her son walked in and surprised Lee. Okay. And so he took off running, and mm-hmm. her son chased him out that back of the house. Good boy. And Diane thankfully survived. Good. And okay. so between her and her son's witness statements, a description of Lee's getaway car, mm-hmm. and the DNA evidence left at the scene, police were finally able to positively ID Derek Lee as the Baton Rouge serial killer.
1: Hmm. Were there no other um, like surviving victims? Who? Okay. She was the only. Because I was gonna be survived. like. Uh, f- Feels like that would be uh, kind of an obvious thing that you would say in your like uh, description of who attacked you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's a pretty big identifier. Yeah, you know,
0: it's like you can say, "Oh, he was blonde," but then it's easy to change that.
1: Yeah, you know, or even if not you just saw easy to a lineup, you could just be yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. all these guys are white." Yes, forgot uh, to tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, none of them. None of them. Um, it's like the people that are trying way too hard to be not racist. Like, yep. I'm going to describe everything about him, you know. Except his race. tall, dark hair, dark eyes. Short hair. And short hair. You know, coarse, kind of textured maybe. Um <laughs> Like, was he, was he white or black? Oh, I don't see color. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't, uh, uh, that's see. not going to help us solve this crime. I love thinking of someone being like, what was his, uh, was he white or black? And then being like, hmm, uh, I don't really remember. <laughs> yes, yes, you do.
0: Oh, God. I'm just saying. Okay. So, uh, later he was apprehended in Atlanta, brought back to Louisiana to stand two trials, one mm-hmm. for the murder of Geraldine DeSoto mm-hmm. and one for the rape and murder of Charlotte Murray Pace. He was convicted of both crimes, first degree with a death sentence for Charlotte Pace,
1: nice. but
0: only second degree murder for Geraldine DeSoto. You about, were you about ready to get mad?
1: Yeah, what? All right. Okay.
0: Because apparently... The way I read this <laughs> was, unless a murdered woman has also been sexually assaulted, uh, it's harder to get a first-degree conviction. Kill me. So, they only sought the second-degree uh, murder conviction for uh, Geraldine because she was not assaulted.
1: She was assaulted and that her life was well, taken from sorry, her. She
0: was not sexually assaulted. I'll, I'll rephrase. But for Charlotte, who unfortunately was raped mm-hmm. and murdered they got the first degree sentence. So, if someone with a legal background could please explain this to me. I yes. actually did look up the difference between the degrees of murder. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yes, part of first degree is intentional and planned, but it also includes where a death occurs as a result of another crime. So, oh, basically, it's okay. the rape and murder. It's basically like you get two, so now you you can really stick it to them with the first degree. Okay. But then second degree is intentional, but not planned. But he was a freaking stalker. And a serial killer. Like, How is that not
1: considered planning? Oh, gosh. Anyway. Also, how is it... uh, I I feel like you could argue, well, he intended to rape and assault her, but didn't intend to kill her. He kind of accidentally killed her while assaulting her. I think that would Uh, still
0: be the first degree because Because the murder occurred as a result of the first crime. Like, he only went in to rape her, but while raping her, he strangled her to death. Whereas the second one... Or he he beat her over the head to get her to stop fighting back and
1: hit her too hard. I don't know. I don't don't Uh, Probably some scumbag defense lawyer out there who can explain it to us.
0: Well, um, it doesn't sound like the defense lawyer was great in this... (laughs) Uh, Because of this next bit. Oh, okay, great. So there was also some argument about whether or not Lee was actually fit to stand trial. Okay. So after several psych evals showed, you know, based on various tests, he had an average IQ of about 65. Oh. And typically the threshold to be for considered mental retardation Uh is anything below 69 so okay i don't know based on based on his test scores yeah for these and it said various tests so they obviously did multiples um can you fake those tests though
1: or like can you throw the results of them
0: i mean i'm sure you can some but i doubt you can throw them that much i don't know i've never taken any before mm-hmm. i don't know what kind of tests they are yeah um like I'm sure there's some, like, written kind of things or some other things, but there might yeah. also it might just be more of, like, an interview-style
1: thing. Okay. I was going to say, because um, if he knows he's getting IQ tested for this purpose... Yeah. ...it would be in his interest to I mean, fail the test.
0: Granted, he is also a black man in Baton Rouge, and, you know, it's,
1: yeah.
0: it's unlikely that he had the, the upbringing to be a true genius enough to fake a IQ psych yeah. eval that good to... Claim mentally retarded yeah. as as a it, it wasn't even used as a defense. It wasn't
1: like an insanity plea. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't
0: yeah. trying to use like you know like you know I'm I'm mentally retarded. I can't be held responsible for these crimes. Right. or whatever. Like I can't. I'm not fit to stand trial. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I mean, obviously, if that was <laughs> the play, it didn't work because yeah. he still did stand trial. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um. And so he received the death penalty, and then he did later die of heart failure while
1: on death row. Ugh. There's so many of those. Why are there so many people dying on death row from natural causes? Because death row is probably not like the greatest, you know, like health place. I don't know. Yeah, but
0: also it's our not really system a spa. Is
1: just very yeah.
0: Uh. Well Also, people just end up spending a long time on death row on death row. As yeah.
1: Well. Well, well,
0: um, so.
1: I almost referenced the the story that we have not technically recorded yet. <laughs> Never mind.
0: Come back to that. <laughs> Hopefully, they will have heard it by <laughs> the time they're doing this one.
1: Though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. If technology cooperates. That's true. I just realized the order of everything.
0: Our um. world is chaos at the moment. <laughs> um, so, also, I said that he murdered seven women. Okay. And I only spoke about two. Right. Because there
1: was the one survivor. Right.
0: Um,
1: so he so murdered seven and he, assaulted at least eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I just I wanted to be sure to say the names of these other women whose okay. lives he stole. We had Randy Merber, Gina Green, Pam Kinnamore, Tanisha Colum, and Carrie Yoder.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, Lee was linked by DNA to the death of all of these women's... Women's. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is possible that there were more, uh-huh. because... There was a lot of death happening mm. and murder, uh, but there was also another serial killer operating in Baton Rouge at the same time.
1: What plot twist? Oh my gosh!
0: And so that's where I'm going to leave you oh. all. Okay. So wondering about this other serial killer, <laughs> will he become another minisode in the future? I he don't know. better.
1: <laughs> 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 um, okay. So was he? Sorry. Follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. Was he? I, I have. Like, a couple of questions okay. that I figured you'd ask. Okay. Answers ready. Um, was he... Was his MO to break into houses and do the assault and murder in the home? Was that why he was tied to that rumor about the baby? Crying? So,
0: that's that's one of the main questions I have is, how did the rumor even start? Yeah. And how did it get tied to him? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, like, yeah, I, there... He would enter their homes, but mm-hmm. there was no sign of forced entry. Okay. So it was thought that maybe he was using some sort of a ruse.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or it could have been that he just, like, knocked on the door and they answered. Yeah. And he forced his way in without, you know, leaving any evidence yeah. of it. Um, so I have no idea, like, how that rumor really started. There's a couple of theories um, also it's been referenced in Criminal Minds. There's a couple of episodes that, Ooh. like, further add fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. but don't, that's not really the origin of it. Yeah. That, you know, that fuels the connection of this rumored, you know, crying baby killer yeah. to Derek Toddley. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got this from Snopes. Okay. Um. I love Snopes. Yeah, gotta love it. (laughs) So, it's likely the 2003 Don't Open the Door warning was an expression of the anxiety the Baton Rouge serial killer provoked in that community. Told in the form of a story that borrows a motif from a more traditional urban legend, the venerable Roommate's Death, the cautionary tale also requires the threatened female to not open the door lest she admit the killer— and the current crying baby warning carries an additional resonance from the boyfriend's death legend in the detail of a police officer's commanding the frightened woman not to look back
1: at the car she'd just spent the night in. Ugh. so have you heard of either of those legends? I've heard of the the boyfriend's death, I'm assuming is the one I want to say I always think of it as the the hookman one where they're like on lover or at, you know Lover's mm-hmm. Lane or whatever, and they hear a sound, and the boyfriend goes out. And doesn't come back. And as the woman is being taken away, obviously she looks back when she's told not to. And he's, like, hanging above in the trees. Yeah. As you like to <laughs> remind me. Sometimes killers will do. It's uh, just, it's just a possibility. And I'm so, not sure about the roommate one. Yeah, so the boyfriend's
0: death is um, essentially... Um, a boyfriend goes out to get more gas for their broke down car mm-hmm. and never comes back. And mm-hmm. then later the police show up and they're like, all right, you need to come with us. He's been murdered. Right. Don't look back. And she looks back. And of course, yes, he's hanging in the trees. Right. Um, there's a couple of variations, but it's always basically that. Yeah. Um, the roommate's death. Is essentially uh, two college women are staying in the dorms. They're empty over Christmas. One stays in and goes to bed early. The other goes out for a date. Mm-hmm. At one point in the night, the sleeping roommate wakes up to hearing this like weird like gurgling, bubbling noises and some scratching outside the door. So she gets up and locks the door and then you know hides. Sometimes she yeah, hides yeah, yeah. in the closet and hears the noise. In the morning, she opens the door
1: and there's her dead roommate <gasps> whose throat had been slit. Uh. Okay, let me just say I had this huge fear in college, partly because this is when my obsession with serial killers started, and I was home one weekend watching the brand new Netflix, uh, like, Like, meaning Netflix was brand new at the time. (laughs) And I was watching um, some movie, biographical movie, about uh, Ted Bundy. And they uh, did the scene where he goes into the sorority house. And the two roommates are sleeping in the room. And he bludgeons one of them. And then, like, ducks down. And the other girl kind of wakes up and kind of looks around. But doesn't see anyone moving. And goes back to sleep. And then he bludgeons her. And I remember telling my roommate, Brie, at the time, I was like, okay, so, like, we're just always going to lock our doors. Like, actually, like, <laughs> like, are you cool with us putting the dresser in front of the door, actually, during the night? Because, ugh. Oh. And the other thing I hate about that, um, like, urban legend is that it... The roommate one or the crying baby one? The crying baby one. Well, and, I mean, all all three of them... Which I know this is statistically true, but, like, the crying baby one is very much, like, designed to target women and our maternal instincts. and It's preying on the vulnerability of women. Yeah, and it's just, like, we have enough things to worry about. Mm -hmm. Can we not? There's white vans out there, which I was, I've been seeing those everywhere now. (laughs) I was behind a blue van the other day, and I was like... Was it blue or was it red? I don't know. It was a colored van that didn't have any windows, and I was like, "That's probably not a kidnapper van because it stands out too much." It's <laughs> We're probably okay. I was like, "Gonna get any other lane just in case." <laughs> yeah, you know. But um, yeah, women be getting murdered a lot, and yeah, in history. And the the other thing that
0: I find interesting too is that you know, clearly he was not a smart man. Yeah. And you don't have to be a genius to think up this plan. hmm But I I feel like someone with that low of an IQ. Yeah. Um, if, if he did that, it mm-hmm. was not his idea. He yeah. he got it from somewhere. Um, so I don't know how it got attributed to him. Yeah. And again, I think it was just Maybe somebody thinking up something scary. Yeah. And, like, just kind of wanting to put out there on the internet, like, a scary story of, like, yeah. it could it could happen. It could be real. Yeah. Um and I and wonder, too. Just because there was murders happening
1: yeah. at the time, it was just, like. Thank goodness that we have not had, like, a time, at least that I remember of my adult life, where it's, like, there's a serial killer running around, like, your town. Mm-hmm. Because I would not be okay. Well, remember in our
0: town several months ago, I think we talked about this before, that there was someone like reported in like the Target parking lot and maybe one or two other places he'd been spotted, like just kind of being a creep in the parking lot and several women g- coming back from the store going to open their car door and mm-hmm. finding ejaculate on the door handle. I
1: have heard of that. Yeah. And I feel like I heard about that in, <clears throat> um, out in the county. Where
0: I think so. But, you know, like that was going, it was spreading like wildfire on the internet. And that's, I mean, obviously it's not the same as (laughs) serial murders happening in our town. But, you know, that's, that's just kind of like the, the situation rife for the rumor mill to start and like do its thing. You know, it's kind of like the game of telephone
1: yeah, that's true.
0: And so, you know, the versions that I heard might be slightly different than stories that you heard kind of a thing, even yeah. though we're in the
1: same town. and Yeah. I wonder, too, if, um, like, so the—which, I, which I don't know if he was known by, like, people who kind of knew of him in the neighborhood, if he was known to be, like, kind of slow or, you know— And I almost wonder if the idea of him knocking on your door and either you don't see him as a threat or you don't want to come off as seeing him as a threat because, I mean, almost like the Boo Radley kind Uh of stereotype of, like, because, you know, wasn't, I haven't read that book in forever. Was Boo, like, mentally, uh, or was that just a rumor?
0: (laughs) No, I think he was fine, like technically, like physiologically, or whatever. Yeah. But I think because he had been like so removed. Like, oh, okay. I think he was like forced to be a show, okay, okay. and so removed gotcha. from society that you know, and from like from all of his life that yeah. he missed. Like I think he was developmentally disabled. Gotcha. Okay. Because he was forced, like he only right. had like the the
1: social skills of a small child. Right. Because like, that's when people stop like, socializing. With yeah. You. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if there was that kind of idea of, well, I don't want to come off as like, you know, being that person who's scared of, you know, the, or like Lenny from, uh, of mice and, and men, man. you know, where it's like, either you see him as harmless or, you know, you don't want to come off as seeming like you're afraid of him. So you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll open the door, you know, ha ha, nothing, nothing wrong here. I'm not. You know, where it's like you don't want to come off as racist or whatever. So if you see someone who makes you uncomfortable and they're black and you're white and you don't want to come off as being the racist white person who's like crossing the street to avoid them. You just, you know, which there's a whole lot wrapped up in that anyways, because I'm sure people do that. But also, but as that, Ashley Flower says, <laughs> be weird, be rude, stay alive. That's right. So, and I mean, Baton Rouge a,
0: is a big, big town. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I don't know enough about the women who were murdered to yeah. know if they were all, like, in a, you know, smaller, more close-knit area to yeah. where, yeah, potentially they would have known him as a character. Yeah. Because, like, I've got some sketchy people that walk up and down my street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of them are very clearly, you know, mentally disabled. Right. Um, and, you know, they they never come and bother and cause problems. Yeah. And, you know, every now and then one of them will walk by and they'll, like, say hello or they'll ask you for money or a cigarette or something. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have one or money, you're like, oh, sorry. And like, all right, thanks, have a nice day. And they yeah. keep on moving. It's um, so, like, I, I know them, I recognize them as, like, characters from the neighborhood, but I... I don't know if these women were in such an area that they would recognize him as, like, oh, potentially harmless. And, you know, so it's most likely they probably never met
1: this guy. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. just open the door. Just because that's what you do when someone knocks on your door. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that. Uh, That also has reminded me of a future episode that I'm going to do that I'll tell you about when we're not recording. Awesome. Um, but yeah, this was good. Oh my gosh, you really threw me for a whole. <laughs> and Jarek did not refrigerate my wine. And I'm almost out of mine, so I'm gonna pour another glass when we're done because we're double recording. But yeah, cool. I thought that would be fun because that's one that I had on my mind for
0: quite some time. And yeah. then I looked it up, and the first article, of course, was Snopes. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that usually I'm sad means that this doesn't it's... actually exist. Yes. But then, you know, it was like, it's tied to this guy. Yeah. And so I started researching him, and, you know, I, I wanted to make it a larger episode mm-hmm. on other serial killers who used different, like, ruses like this. Yeah. You know, and the only one that I could, like, think of and really find, of course, was Ted Bundy, always coming up with, like, oh, my car broke down, can you um, use your phone kind yeah. of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I want to find some more of those, like, scary ruses.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Don't but, trust yeah.
1: anyone. No. Don't open your door for anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky that I have a window on my door so I can just peep my head up. So here's a fun game slash interactive thing.
0: Um, Obviously, a crying baby noise outside of either of our doors Mm -hmm. are not going to get us killed.
1: Right, because we're not going to open the door. What ruse
0: will you fall for? Ooh. And all of our listeners, too. Like, what is something that someone could say that would be like, oh, that's how I get murdered? Uh, for me, I think it would be something along the lines of, there's a dog over here that's hurt, and I need oh, some
1: help. yeah.
0: I've actually literally fallen for that kind of a thing before somebody did knock on my door and was like, do you have a small kitten that's, like, you know, black and white? And I'm like, no, I do not. He's <laughs> like, do you know of anyone in the neighborhood who does? Because it's, like... It looks like its leg is broken, and I don't know... It's, like, over here on the side of the road, and I don't know who it belongs oh, to. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, does it have a collar? No. I'm like, take it to the vet. It might be too young, but it might have a microchip.
1: But, yeah, that's that's how I get murdered. Yeah, it is, I would fall for uh, that one. Someone tells me there's a hurt animal. I was just trying to think of what I would open up the door for. Uh, any kind of food delivery, probably. <laughs> if they are like, yep. you know... Um, Probably, definitely, like, if they told me there was, like, a... Because I think when we moved into this house, that night, Jarek and our friend were out doing... I don't know, doing something associated with moving. And someone was driving by looking for a dog. And they, like, stopped and talked to them and, like, you know, got all that stuff. But I've also been that person who's, like, driving around neighborhoods, like, with my head out the window talking to random strangers. So, um... Yeah, probably the dog thing. Yeah. That's, oof. That's how I get murdered. Now I am nervous about... I mean, I'll just, I don't know. I'll be like, just show me where the dog is. I'll just, he can just come yeah. here. <laughs> Put him in my backyard and then leave. And then I'll go out there <laughs> after you're gone. Uh, I'll, uh, even if I'm home alone, I'll just
0: lean back into the house and be like, Hey, hon, I'm stepping out real quick to go check out this animal. I'll be back in a second. Or like, whenever you're done, come and join me. We're, going, we're going over here.
1: Whenever you're done cleaning your guns, just <laughs> come on out, hon. Yeah. Do just... that. <laughs> your holster's on the washing machine. <laughs> Make sure it fits on your belt well. <laughs> oh, I hate that we have to use our husbands as <sighs> I've done that too. I'm like, oh, let me check with my husband.
0: That or actually it's is my... kind of like a guy hitting you on hitting on you at the bar and yeah. he won't take no for an answer. I know you have to just resort to making up some boyfriend, be like, oh, Thanks, but uh, I don't think my boyfriend would like it if I went on a date with you. Yeah. Didn't they leave you alone? That's just not okay.
1: Unfortunately, but never that's
0: had that happen
1: because huge, I grew up ugly. Huge.
0: <laughs> that is a lie. It's a huge digression. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Well. I, we hope you enjoyed this little mini-sode. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Happy um, anniversary, Lee. Happy anniversary to us. <laughs> and we'll see you for a real episode sometime later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.